They're fun, they're quirky, and they love to laugh. They're Chicks at the Roundtable, bringing you your weekly dose of caffeine-induced laughter and life-changing discussion. Now get ready for your hosts, Trish and Patricia. Welcome back. I am Patricia and this is Trish. And we are excited today to be talking about clarifying Christian ease. So get your cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us at the round table. I love how you said that. Christian ease. (laughs) Make it easy for (laughs) you. We are going to be clarifying Christianese, and for those of you who don't know what Christianese is, because most people would go, well, do they mean Chinese, Japanese? <laughs> yeah. um, it's actually just the terms and words that Christians use uh, all the time that we're just very familiar with, that people who maybe didn't grow up in church or they haven't spent a lot of time around Christians or in church, that they don't know what those terms mm-hmm. mean. And it yep. can be very confusing. Yes. And even after I'd been a Christian for years and years, I didn't know for the longest time the difference between repent and to ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So even as a Christian, sometimes we can be confused about some of those different words. So we're not going to go through an exhaustive list today Mm -hmm. uh, because that could be hours and we don't want to bore everyone to death. Um, But we are going to go through maybe a dozen or so and, and hopefully clarify Christian ease. <laughs> there you go. Because you know, we as Christians sometimes can forget. Before I really right. hooked up with the gentleman that I'm sure Trish will plug later on today, um, Doug Addison, about Christian ease, I never really thought about as a Christian how some of the terminology that I use that people that aren't church have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, so that, again, right. that's why it's so important to try not to get caught up in the Christianese because not everybody talks the way that a Christian talks. Right. So we're going to help you have some uh, clarification on that today. Yeah, and it's um, he actually wrote this book and came up with it because he ministers to a lot of people in the New Age movement. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're, if you come to them with all these Christian terms... Mm-hmm. They're either going to shut down immediately mm-hmm. or they're going to dismiss you. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not, they can't relate. They're not understanding. And you're just coming to them in what I'm sure they feel like is, oh, just another religious person. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So I think it's fantastic that he came up with this and and that, that, that it was published. Yeah. Because people, like you said, we forget. Mm-hmm. That not everybody understands this stuff. Yeah. And so it's a good thing to know. And it's a wonderful little book and wonderful tool to use for people who are doing street ministry or who are called to the new age or, Mm -hmm. you know, different people groups or whatever that maybe aren't familiar with Christian terms. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's awesome. So I'm glad you brought that up because I actually forgot about plugging Doug Addison. <laughs> and so that is Doug Addison, No More Christianese. We'll repeat that again at the end of the podcast. So make sure you stay tuned mm-hmm. and let's get started. All right. All right. So the first word we're going to discuss is anointing. And anointing is just like you have um, special characteristics or like that people are drawn to you for unique things so like that's so obvious in my co-host here Uh uh (laughs) because people anywhere we go it doesn't matter we can be in a mall we can be in a restaurant we can be in a thrift store and we do frequent those places (laughs) (laughs) yes we do as often as we can but as soon as she opens her mouth and probably even before a lot of people are just drawn Mm-hmm. They are drawn to you mm-hmm. because you just have that anointing, mm-hmm. that special characteristic of ministering to those people who are hurt and wounded. Mm-hmm. And who in this world hasn't been hurt or That's hasn't right. been wounded by something? That's right. Yep. So it's just really just a huge audience that can benefit from your anointing, from what it is that God Amen. has given you Amen. to be able to help people mm-hmm. i'm trying to not use words like minister right right yeah <laughs> yeah trying to uh, clarify things a little bit yeah so that would be i think an excellent example of anointing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah very good 
Very good. This would be a good time for oh, you to give one of okay. me. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You know, or like anointing to me too, and anointing, and we'll use the word gifts. You know, you got special gifts. But to me, that to add on to this is like the supernatural ability to do something. Right. People would not be drawn to me just in the natural realm. It's because there's a supernatural ability on my life, my anointing, my gift to heal people on the inside, to heal right. heart issues. And like in your anointing, you know, your anointing gets to a spot before you even get there. Mm-hmm. It does. My anointing gets to that person, like what Trish said, that he, sometimes even before I speak, they're drawn to me. It's because my God sends, he always prepares a way. Right. So he sends my anointing out first to prepare the individual. And then I just step into my anointing because it's already there waiting for me. You know, and I'm going to take this just a step further. So many times an anointing will get there, but the person never steps into it. Yeah, that's so true. we missed that opportunity. And I hear God saying, say that again. So many times he sent the anointing out, but the person doesn't step into the anointing. So you missed that opportunity to help somebody. Right. You know, and I go back to Trish has an anointing to write like nobody's business. <laughs> you know, she does even her penmanship is supernatural. I don't know anybody that has a penmanship like her. And when she does our brochures, she's like, I tell her every time, oh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. <laughs> she does. Because, yeah, she writes just beautiful literature, poems straight from the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. That's an anointing, which I don't have. I put my pen to paper and think, you know, is my anointing shown up before I got there? And I'll begin to write, <laughs> no, my anointing has not shown up for this. My pen is not good you know so it's like and it's also I, I know I gotta stop because we need to move on but it's like getting to the point where especially when you're in a team is recognizing your team members anointing right I don't write I don't put poems together like what Trish does so I'm not even gonna try I would be a fool why not utilize her in her gifting and she knows my gifting she's just not gonna walk up to somebody and say hey, blah 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 Probably you not. know I mean not that that <laughs> may not happen for her but right. to me that's this is a regular everyday lifestyle occurrence for me where writing is and that's just one of the great things that she's anointed in but again it's like know where your anointing's at when it goes there make sure you're catching up with it yeah it's not just a supernatural moment correct for you it's an everyday thing yes yeah very well put it it lives in you yeah very good um and then also gosh i wanted to touch on something else that you're saying it's oh um talking about knowing your team and the different anointings and giftings And that's why it's so important, and we're not going to go into the whole thing on this, but that's why it's so important not to look at somebody else and go, I really wish I had that. Right. Because as long as you're looking at their anointing and their gift Mm -hmm. and desiring that, which is not a bad thing to Mm -hmm. desire that, but you might be missing your own. Right. Because you're so focused on what someone else is doing. That's good. And you're not seeing you Mm -hmm. through God's eyes and what he's deposited inside of Mm you. Very good. Just something to think about. Mm-hmm. little tidbit for our listeners yeah very good all right yeah i feel good about that <laughs> well good yeah. i'm glad i'm glad all right so the next term we're going to talk about is born again which we hear all the all time. the time uh-huh. are you born again how can i be born again as a matter of fact in scripture there was uh nicodemus, nicodemus i was gonna say demetrius and i knew that wasn't right <laughs> It was just off the cuff. <laughs> and it was wrong. <laughs> it was wrong. Yeah, Nicodemus actually came to Jesus and said, how can I be born mm-hmm. again? He was yep. taking it literally. Right, right, right. You yep. know, so I just think that's interesting. But it's to have a spiritual awakening yeah. or a spiritual experience. And then we give the control of our life over to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's good. what being born again means. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Anything else? Any... Oh, thought you want to share on that? No, I think that that was just very, just, I just felt to have you say that again. It is having a spiritual awakening or spiritual experience and then willingly giving control of our life over to Jesus. I just think that's a very good way to it put is. it. It is. Especially yeah. because, you know, you put in the word spiritual in there. So again, it clarifies to people that it's not in the natural realm. I'm not going to be stuck back in my mother's womb. Right. You know what I'm saying? And be birthed again. Right. It's letting them know that it's a spiritual right. awakening. It's a spiritual thing that happens. So yeah. I thought that was very good. Yeah. And it, Jesus even talks about how when we're first born again or have that experience and we, we encounter Jesus in some capacity and we decide, you know, this is, this is the way I want my life to go is to follow him. 
then we're like babes mm-hmm. is what he mm-hmm. says mm-hmm. and we have to grow so mm-hmm. you really can liken it to your natural life right because right. we're not born as adults mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. not born with all the knowledge of the world yep. 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 we start out as as babies and then grow and we experience this world we experience things around us and that's where our knowledge and our understanding come from and it's the same thing with our spiritual life we mm-hmm. have to grow mm-hmm. we have to actively participate yep. and experience supernatural things mm-hmm. so that we can grow yeah very mm-hmm. good so i think that's very pretty good. cool mm-hmm. all right well the next word we are going to discuss is deliverance one of my favorites people hear deliverance i think and they think of what Hollywood has sensationalized That's it as. You good. think about um, Hellraiser mm-hmm. and, oh, what was the other one? Maybe that's the only one that I'm thinking of. But but you have these movies that have portrayed being demonized or like being the exorcist. possessed. The Exorcist, yes. that's actually what I was thinking of, mm-hmm. not hell, hell, Hellraiser. <laughs> Don't be a Hellraiser. Good Lord. <laughs> yes, good. The Exorcist. You know, and the head spins all the way around and whatever. Uh-huh. Um, Throwing holy water on her, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's what they think of. Mm-hmm. That's what they yeah. equate deliverance with. Yeah. And it just, as being a deliverance minister mm-hmm. and being in that type of a ministry for, gosh, a decade. Yeah. I know yeah. that. You old. I know. <laughs> Dang. I spiritually and physically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, that's not at all what deliverance is. Right, right, right. It, it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, head spinning all the way around and mm-hmm. just tossing some water on somebody. But in reality, it is removing any obstacles that are preventing you from coming into your full destiny. Yeah. Those obstacles, we're not talking about getting a chair out of your way mm-hmm. right. or having to drive around a barrier or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about spiritual obstacles. Right, right, right. So what does that look like? Mm-hmm. What are some of those spiritual obstacles? Well, what some spiritual obstacles could be is like, okay, say that you're, um, you know, a lot of times it's, it's finances that people want to have a greater income or mm-hmm. got my checking account, it's got 50 cents in it, you know, my checking account needs to be delivered, you know, so <laughs> yeah. again, it's like, God, help me to have my checking account delivered. So again, I'll use that, but then we'll go into a person, you know, so you begin to pray against the obstacles that are causing finances to not come in your life. Maybe there's a promotion that's yours, but it's being held up because the enemy doesn't want you to be promoted, you know, or maybe you need to go to a brand new job you know the bible says that god opens doors that no man can open and he closed doors that no man can close right so i would encourage you begin to pray over your finances god my finances need to be delivered from a spiritual stronghold which you're going to talk about strongholds later on so begin to pray that any obstacle in the way of finances being released to you but then again as a person say that you know you are um having a hard time in relationships Mm-hmm. It's like I, I get involved with a wonderful man, but then, you know, after about six months, I begin to sabotage the relationship. Because, and then going back to God, why am I sabotaging the relationship? Right. You may need to be delivered from a spirit of rejection, a spirit of fear of rejection. It's like those are the obstacles. Fear would be an obstacle for you by not, of not being able to stay in, in a long-term relationship. So you would need deliverance from a spirit of fear. Right, and these are demonic spirits. Correct, yes. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. Don't think that when we're using spiritual and spirit, especially mm-hmm. when we're talking about a negative spirit, that we're using those interchangeably. Right, right. That it's the same thing as, uh, you know, an angel or mm-hmm. you know, a spirit of love, something yeah, like that. Yeah. But also, when you were talking about the finances, sometimes, and I think really with most people, more often than not, unless you just really have... Um, come a long way in your spiritual life mm-hmm. I think that more often than not what needs to be delivered is you right 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 so yeah, if good. I'm struggling with my finances mm-hmm. I really should be self-evaluating and going well am I a spendthrift mm-hmm. you know am mm-hmm. I or am I loose with my money or, or whatever am I buying things all the time that I don't need mm-hmm. am I splurging in areas that I shouldn't be am I is it uncontrollable yeah right yeah. Yeah, very good. So I might need to be delivered from some kind of spirit that is is causing me to do that. Mm -hmm. And so that is what I think happens more with people than to say, oh, you know, my my uh, checking account needs to be Mm -hmm. delivered, which that can happen too. Right, right. Go ahead. But I think we should first look at ourselves. Very good. Very good. So you know, and if I was talking to somebody 
that will go back to the whole relationship thing. Say I'm I'm uh, trying to help a, a woman that's having issues with the same thing with relationships. I wouldn't. I would come to her and say, you know what? You know, there's powers of darkness. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even allude to the whole, you know, spiritual spirit of this, spirit of that. I say, you know, there's powers of darkness, and the power of darkness wants to put op- obstacles in your way, right. so that way you can't have a good relationship. Obstacles, when even call them spirits, obstacles of fear, obstacles of rejection, yada yada yada. So, do you want to be able to remove those obstacles from your life? Right. Nine times out of ten, they're going to say yes. So again, never use the word demon. I never even knew the word spirit people can identify to the power of darkness they know right. and if i needed to explain more of that what it was but most people know heaven and hell they know god and, and satan right. so they know the powers of darkness so again that's a way to be able to help so not even use the word minister to help somebody to help set them free right. you know with the obstacles of the power of darkness and i think that that opens people up more too mm-hmm. to to stepping into that because you go to somebody and you say oh you're being oppressed by this demon or you're right, possessed right. by this demon or whatever they're going to look at you and go you're outside your mind right right right, right. and then they're going to walk away still as bound as they were yeah, yeah but yeah. when you approach someone and you talk about an obstacle uh-huh. something that is in their way yes yes uh-huh. spiritual or otherwise yeah then they can identify with that and go okay well let's remove that right 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 yep you know, and the Holy Spirit knows. Yeah. God knows. And yeah. so it doesn't have to be uh, the word demon or possession or anything like that that you use mm-hmm. for Holy Spirit to still yeah. do his work. Yeah, that's right. Because God knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Very good. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next word is discernment. And mm-hmm. I love how you say it. So go ahead. Discernment. Discernment. <laughs> I always I put feel like you're going to say dessert. Well, I'm deserting if I should have some dessert. <laughs> and I'm, I'm praying that is yes. <laughs> oh, I say discernment. You say discernment. <laughs> I never noticed that. It's, it's just a fancier way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but discernment is an ability to distinguish good from evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what discernment is. And also to be able to see the surface or below the surface to the root of the issue mm-hmm. so it's kind of like when you say look past their shoulder right what's motivating that person mm-hmm. that's looking at the root of the issue and not just the behavior because the behavior is just uh the fruit of what's really at the root of it oh roots and fruits mm-hmm. yeah there you go <laughs> yep anyway so yeah discernment anything you want to add on that well you know you'll hear me throughout this podcast today probably more than a couple different times talk about the supernatural ability mm-hmm. so discernment is a supernatural ability to judge between right and wrong mm-hmm. you know so it's like if you are not in a place to have that supernatural we all have it but again we don't know when once we're child when once we are um uh what did he say? Uh, how did you do born again? We have a supernatural encounter. Yes. Once we have that, see, again, the word supernatural. Once we have that supernatural encounter with God and we begin to bring change in our life, now it steps us into sonship. We are now a child of God. Right. So when we are a child of God, we automatically walk into supernatural abilities. We don't always use them, right. but we have the ability to step into them. They're available to so, us. Yes, they're available to us. So right. when we have discernment, when we don't have have discernment it's much harder to know if something's right or wrong or it's much harder to sometimes make a good decision mm-hmm. or to know is this person good or bad right. you know we can have people come on our lives and they're not good people but we get um hoodwinkled or we get ambushed or we get i know the word hood- hoodwinkled <laughs> yeah, just come to my mind that was cute. <laughs> I, I, i'm going with it hoodwinked <laughs> hoodwinkled <laughs> you know <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm winking at you. I'm so going to use that. You are not going to forget about that. I've been You know what? When the, when the first time to my mind, I was thinking, you know what? I, should, I didn't even deserve it on that one. I was like, you know, I probably shouldn't even go here because that's a big word for me. And I don't hardly ever use that word. And that's usually a challenge. And see, yeah, I should have used discernment and went a different route with that. But anyway, if you get, what's the word I'm looking for? Hoodwinked? No, not hoodwinked. Though, but if you get... Deceived? Deceived, yes, yes. That's the word I'm looking for. So it's easier. You can get deceived by a person right. because you're not using that supernatural ability to discern 
if they're a good person or a bad person. So right. that's why it's so important to pray, God, give me discernment. God, give me that supernatural ability to know right from wrong and to be able to know if this person is good in my life. That's why we can get caught up in so many relationships that we ought not to be caught up in right. because we have just been hoodwinked. Very and we good. Don't, and we don't know if the person's good or bad. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think that's excellent. And it is so important in this life to have discernment, uh-huh. whether... We're talking about just us in our everyday life naturally or if we're talking about spiritually. Uh And really, I mean, I think you can't really have one without the other because there is so much in this life that is connected to the spiritual. Uh As a matter of fact, everything in this life is connected to the spiritual. Uh So in dealing with people, especially, they're motivated by different things. And it could be anger. It could be um, rejection. It Uh could be hurt that they've suffered or it could be abuse that they've suffered and so we have to be able to know because you don't know everybody that you come in contact with Uh so you have to be able to know what is motivating them right right and that's where discernment comes in is to be able to know without knowing them Uh what is motivating Uh them that's right i like that that's right to know without knowing them Uh what is motivating them and it rhymes that yeah yeah, that's (laughs) a good quote that's a good quote yeah 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 Yeah, so Mm -hmm. all right Well, the next word that we're going to talk about is edify or edification, which is encouragement or learning new things. I like the word edification and I don't know really where I learned this. I'm sure it was at some church or other, uh, maybe from pastor, but if something is edifying, you know, it's encouraging, but it's also building you up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why you'll hear us say sometimes if the people you spend time with aren't edifying, if they're not building you up, mm-hmm. then don't spend time with them. Right, right, right. Because if it isn't building you up, then the opposite of that is tearing you down. Mm-hmm. That's not edifying. That's right, that's right. So you don't want to spend time with them. So think of when you're edified, it's almost like fortified. You're being mm-hmm. built up. Oh, that's very good. You're very being, good. You know, you've got a good solid foundation in your faith and your belief and how you see yourself or... Mm-hmm who you are as a person, as a Christian, you're, you're edified. Yeah. You're built yep. up and encouraged. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I love to um, move in. Mm-hmm. An anointing. I have an anointing as an encourager. To enc- that's, I think that's one reason why when Trisha talked earlier, why people are very drawn to me. Because I love to encourage people, give them kind words. You know, I don't know how many times anybody who knows me, I don't know how, I'm in like a Walmart, a restaurant, and I, I'll stop a stranger. Oh, you look so nice today, or I like your hair, or, or very mm-hmm. giving them words of encouragement or complimenting them. Because you never know what type of day that they've just had. Right. You know, or you never know. I pick on women. She looked in the mirror today, and I thought, oh my gosh, my hair just looks like crap. Mm-hmm. And so she goes all day long not feeling good about herself because she feels she's having a bad hair day. And then God will say, Patricia, tell her that she's having a great, that her hair is beautiful or whatever. And that can just so change their whole outlook of the day. So that's why I love that word edify slash encouragement. Encouragement is a great tool to mm-hmm. defeat the enemy. Yeah, and it it builds you up. It builds up how you see yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or what you think of yourself. Yes, yes, yes. And the enemy hates that. Yeah, yep. Satan hates that. Edification, encouraging, building up, just making people feel good about right, themselves. Right, right, yeah. And helping them see the true them. That's something as parents is we can't edify and encourage our children enough. Right. I think that's one reason why so many different adults have challenges mm-hmm. with their identity and how, and the value that they feel that they don't have. You know, it's like, um, so if you are edifying and encouraging your children all through their life, they're going to know, grow up knowing their worth mm-hmm. and their value, and they're not going to have so many struggles that a person that was never encouraged or wasn't encouraged a whole lot growing up is going to have. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, talking about kids, I was thinking of, as you were talking about that, the movie The Help. For any of our listeners who have seen it, I just love the scene. It's sad, but it's also this like victorious scene where the the woman who's taking care of the little girl and the mom is constantly tearing her down because she's chunky and very negative toward her. And 
So the woman who's taking care of her, of course, she's black because it's it's that time where, um, you know, black people were very oppressed. And so mm-hmm. that's the time that this is set in. But she's taking care of this little girl and she's she has her. I don't know if she has her look in the mirror. Or she's just looking at her. But she tells her that she's beautiful. She's loved yes. and she's smart. You is loved. You is beautiful or pretty. Mm-hmm. You is smart. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so she's doing that. She's trying to build her up while her own mother is tearing her down. Right. Yeah. And we just don't know. We should mm-hmm. because we've all experienced it. Yeah. But we just don't know in the heat of the moment how our words can tear our children oh, down that's or right. someone else. It that's doesn't even right. have to be our child. Right, it could be right. somebody that we encounter. Yeah. You know, when I was working as a cashier, there were some people who just didn't care. Mm-hmm. at all what they right. said to you or how they treated you mm-hmm. and gosh I don't know how many days I had come home crying you know because right. of how I was treated or whatever so we really should but in the heat of the moment we don't think about that right, we just right. think about our emotions mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. we want to say and right. what's going to make us feel better yeah but we really should that yeah. whole thing about stop breathe count to 10 we really should practice that more yeah because I think yeah. a lot of hurtful words wouldn't be said mm-hmm. if we did that yeah and, and always Go ahead. And words can't, unless you purpose to stop those words, mm-hmm. they, they go on and on. Yeah. Their power goes on and on. Mm-hmm. It, you think about it, a child who is always told that they're stupid, they, they might be told for five years in a row that they're stupid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're going to spend the next 15, 20, 30, 40 years believing that they're stupid. That's right. So That's those right. words that were spoken for five years have power for almost yeah. their whole life. That's right. Very Sometimes good. when we don't get the power and get the revelation, which we'll talk about later, uh-huh. um, to break those things and to stop them from having power. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And I'm reminded while you were talking about how many times that we want to prove that we're right. Mm-hmm. Even if oh, you, yeah. even if you are, I'm right. so guilty. <laughs> <laughs> even if you are right, you don't always have to prove that mm-hmm. you're right. If proving that you're right is only because it's going to hurt somebody and nothing else right. is going to come out of that conversation, you don't got to prove you're right. Yeah, proving right should not be the priority over somebody else's feelings. You know, especially if you're not going to have a good attitude about proving that you're right, that your delivery, the way you, you talk to that person, is just going to tear them down. By by tearing them, by proving you're right, if it's going to tear somebody down because you're not in a position to give them the proper way to voice your words, to build mm-hmm. them up, you can prove you're right and still build somebody else up. Right. But if proving you're right is going to tear somebody down, question your motives. Why am I trying to prove that I'm right to them, even though I know it's going to hurt their feelings and make them feel bad about themselves. Right. If it's just because you want to feel superior. That's right. Then your motivation's wrong. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, moving on, the next word we're going to talk about is flesh. Mm -hmm. And why is is it important, do you think, that we discuss this word? I I know Christians say it a lot. Mm -hmm. We have to crucify the flesh. Uh And, oh, that's just the flesh or different mm-hmm. things like that. But so, Well, I think that at times people just don't realize. They're always thinking like, you know, Nicodemus, i got to be born again. Mm-hmm. That it's always something in the physical realm. Right. Well, I have to crucify the flesh. It's not, you've got to nail yourself to a cross. Right. You know, when we're talking about this, the flesh is the mind, the will, and the emotions. So when we use the word flesh, we're not talking about the skin on our bones. We're talking about our mind, our will, and our emotions. So we need to crucify our own will sometimes. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I might want to go out and do this, this, or that, but somebody else would prefer to do something different. So sometimes I need to sacrifice what I want to do, my will, so that way they can do what they would like to do. It was like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Not my will, Father, but yours. Right. You know, he was sacrificing his flesh. He mm-hmm. was sacrificing his will. I hear God saying, say that again. Even Jesus himself said that. But not my will, Father, but yours. He sacrificed his flesh you know, in the um, spiritual realm and literally in the physical realm. He right. did it both. Yep. Right. Yeah, giving up what you desire, what you yes. want. Yes. Yep. Being yep. able to let that go and recognizing that it's not really that important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more important for me to say no because now I'm saying it's not that important mm-hmm. and to recognize when it's really going to help someone else That's right. for us That's to do right. that. Yep. 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 Because maybe that person never has had anyone do that for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe they've always been made to feel like they need to come in last. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they've always been picked last for the team. (laughs) (laughs) We won't even go there! (laughs) 
but that's that's a very real thing we yeah. always feel like we come in last mm-hmm. or we're not good enough and so when somebody sacrifices gives up lets go of what they want mm-hmm. and what their desire is instead so that you can have what you want that's huge yeah yep, that will yep. speak louder mm-hmm. than any mm-hmm. words of encouragement that that action will just that's right speak volumes that's to right them. yep and yep. it'll stick with them mm-hmm. and it will help them to start to see that they do have value yeah. and that they are important. Yeah. So yeah. very yeah. good. Crucifying the flesh, yeah. giving up what you desire, giving up what you want for someone else yeah. or for, you know, for whatever reason. It mm-hmm. could be because God's told you to. Right, right, right. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to give things up so that we can um, break the power they have in our lives mm-hmm. or yeah, break the, the importance that it's trying to mm-hmm. get in my life. Yeah. I know for me that can be my phone mm-hmm. and the time that I spend on my phone, you know, mm-hmm. looking at Pinterest or Facebook or playing games or whatever, mm-hmm. that can have too much importance in my life sometimes. Right, right, right. So then we have to take a step back and say, okay, it's time to, you know, get rid of this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not, you know, not give my flesh what it wants. Yeah, very good. My mind, my will, and my emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very good. Anything else you want to add? No, I All thought right. I summed up well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought you summed it up well too. <laughs> pretty good actually (laughs) with our words today (laughs) all right well the next word that we're going to talk about is grace and i think this is an important word to discuss because i think it's very often misunderstood grace is Mm -hmm. and so grace is just letting you know that things are going to get easier and that someone is cutting you some slack that's grace Mm -hmm. and if we think about it that, I think that applies a little bit more to natural things, mm-hmm. and we do need to experience that grace in the natural. Mm-hmm. But when we think of spiritual, when we think about God and we're relating that to God, I love how grace is defined as undeserved mercy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is cutting us some slack. Oh, right, right, That right. is, mm-hmm. you know, things are going to get better. It's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. Is undeserved mercy. We don't yeah. deserve it, but he extends it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, going back to... What Doug Gannis said, you know, grace, it makes things easier. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I've had, well, I'm going to talk about when the grace lifts. Mm, um, yeah. I've been in different jobs before, and it's like, you know, there's a grace to be there. I'm loving it. Everything's going great, you know. But then it's like things begin to not be so great anymore. I begin to where I'm dreading going to work. You know, mm-hmm. everything, I have like bad days there now. So I'm like, God, what's going on? You know, because grace is a supernatural ability to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to do. Right. So it's like when that grace lifts, it's like, oh, the supernatural ability now is gone. I don't want to be there anymore. I'm making mistakes. Things are flowing like they should be flowing. So I'll ask God, what's, gone? what's going on? And he'll say, it's time for you to go. I've lifted my grace. Mm-hmm. I've lifted the supernatural ability for you to be able to be here. So that way, you know, that's a good way to gauge it. If you're in a relationship, in a type of ministry, a job, whatever it is, you know, because God says that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right. When the yoke begins hard and the burden becomes heavy, it's a very good indication that the grace for me to be here is getting, is lifting because things aren't easier. They're right. getting harder. That's a good way to judge if you should stay somewhere. Right. Make sure that you're asking God, though. Yes, very good. Yep, Don't yes, just assume, yep. oh, well, this is hard, so I obviously right. must not be here. Yeah. Glad you brought because that out. Because sometimes yeah. we do have to go through some hard mm, things. That's right, that's right. Yep. And not necessarily because God wants us to go through hard uh-huh. things, but because there's a lesson to be learned there or because simply because of choices that we've mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you decide that you're going to... Um, open up this restaurant but you don't do the work ahead of time you don't do your research you Mm -hmm, don't prepare mm -hmm. you don't get with financial advisors or you know maybe you have a partner you're not discussing things with your partner and you just rush headlong into this Mm -hmm. you're going to suffer some things because of the choices that you're making that's right and god doesn't always just say oh let me fix this for you Mm -hmm, that's right because there's a lesson to be learned Mm -hmm. he's going to walk it out with us that's right he's going to give us the grace Mm -hmm. to get through it yeah but he's not going to just automatically automatically fix it that's right so make sure that you're asking him is this an indication that it's time for mm-hmm. me to go yeah, very good very good yeah. yep mm-hmm. but yeah fantastic job all right our next word or words phrase that we're going to talk about is old man old man mm-hmm. and that is just our old habits or desires mm-hmm. 
or some would say the flesh nature. You might hear that too, or the old nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's pretty self-explanatory, you know. It is. And too, it's like you married women, you know, you're, you know, we're not talking about your old man, you know. <laughs> that's why I just thought I'd throw that out there, but because uh, you can hear that the old man, you know, what Trisha talked about, it's like our nature. You know, um, sometimes our nature needs to change. Mm. Hence the word old. You know, our old nature. Old means that, you know, sometimes we need to let it go because now we're going to get a new nature. Mm -hmm. And women, I'm not saying get rid of your old man and get you a new man. Right. You know, it's like we need to get rid of the old, which is the past, a past nature, and begin to have a new nature that lines up more with what God is doing in our life. Yeah, and I love how Scripture talks about it, too. When, we, when it talks about salvation and giving that control over to Jesus, mm-hmm. the word says that when we are born again, right, 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 that yeah. old things have passed away and all things That's have good. become new. We are That's now good. a new creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if our old nature is this way, but God has given us now a new nature, then we need to go, well, what is that new nature? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should I continue in the same... Um, you know, financial disciplines that I had mm-hmm. or lack thereof. Right, right, right. And now step into financial discipline or financial um, stewardship. Mm-hmm. You know, and stewardship could be another word that we discuss, but just making good use of what you have. Right. That's being right. a good steward or yeah. taking care of what you have. So you might need to step into some new disciplines or a new way of doing things. And that's all part of that new creation mm-hmm. that we now are. And I think a lot of that if not the majority of it takes place in the mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, because yeah. we have oh, this yeah. old way of thinking. Yeah, that's right. The that's way that right. we've grown up, what the world mm-hmm. has taught us, what uh, maybe our abusive parents have taught us, or our our not-good-for-us friends yeah. have taught yeah. us, yeah. or even what we've taught ourselves by looking in the mirror and not liking what we see. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's so we right. can teach ourselves thought processes and things that we believe and now a lot of that or if not all of it needs to be broken and changed Mm -hmm. or broken down so that the new can be built up yeah very good you need to use the word habits Mm -hmm. you know it's like that's just a really good word to Mm -hmm. use like your old habits who can identify with the word habits oh yeah you know a habit is a routine you know a habit is something that you do on a regular basis a habit can be a lifestyle so I really yeah. like the word habit. It's like, you know, just change your habit. Yeah. Yeah, that's so an easy way to put that. So, oh, you just need to change your habit. Because right. they can so identify with those words. And then, you know, you come in and we won't use the word ministry. You come in and you help them. Right. You know, and you equip them to change their habits. But I think, again, talking about... Um, uh, repentance is changing the old habits. So that's why I talk about the old man is yeah. changing your old habits. That's a good word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You're just jumping out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Not that's right. Deal. We need to repent <laughs> so we can change the old man and the old right. habits. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. That actually does bring us to our next mm-hmm. word, which is repent or repentance. And let's just see here what Doug has to say. Is to ask God to forgive you and not to do it again. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the key, is the second part of that. Yes, yes. Because we can ask for forgiveness every day for the rest of our lives and still the next day step back into it and then have to ask for forgiveness again. Right, right, right. We have to determine. And for me, it's a determining within myself Mm -hmm. that, you know what, my behavior, what is bringing me to this place of having to ask for forgiveness, it's not good for me. Right, right, And it's not right, and I need to change it. Mm -hmm. It's change. Mm -hmm. You can think of it as... You know, if I'm facing north and that's not the way I need to be facing, you're doing a 180. You're, you're doing a turnaround. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be going down the road that you're going down now. You're not going to be believing that this is okay. You're not going to be thinking that it's okay. You're saying, I recognize that it's not. So it's more than just, God, please forgive me. Right, right, right. It's recognizing that what you're doing is wrong, that it's not good for you, and that it needs to change. Yeah, yeah. And then purposing inside yourself to say, okay, I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and Jesus really gave that example many times when he would say, you know, you've been forgiven. He would say, go and sin no more. Right, right, right. Yes, He's saying, okay, good. you're forgiven. Don't keep doing it. Right, right, right. Very good. Mm-hmm. Don't keep doing it because... Yeah. It's fruitless. You're yeah. just, it's like you're just, 
you know, driving on that track that's in a circle, you ain't never going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're going to follow, go around the same, you know, thing and do the same thing all the time. It's not productive. Where well, are you going to go? Mountain, forty years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very so. good. Well, I love how you had talked about. You know, sometimes we need to ask forgiveness every day. So this is where I would challenge our listeners: uh, test yourself. Is are you having to ask forgiveness every day or every other day or very often for the same thing? Right. You know, then that would tell you that your old man, that old nature is not changing. Right. That you need to take care of that sin nature. You need to take care of the flesh. All those right. words that we're using. That's mm-hmm. and I get another thing for another term that I use for the old man is your sin nature. You know, yep. so is your old man um, changing? You know, if you have, again, if you have to ask for forgiveness every day or very often for the same thing, mm-hmm. that means you have not changed the old man. You still have that habit. You st- your habit has not changed. You're right. still walking in the things that you ought not to be doing, so you're not repenting. Right. You're just asking for forgiveness. Because, right. again, what Trisha said, repentance is changing the old man. It's changing those habits. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think you could kind of... I know this is an oversimplification of it, but if you look at someone, and I'll just talk about myself because I was there for many, many, many years, was overeating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Overeating and, oh, God, forgive me. You know, you get that feeling of misery when you've overeaten Mm -hmm. and you just uh, can't move and you don't want to do anything. And, oh, God, forgive me. I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And guess what? Tomorrow I'm cooking something and it's just as good and I do it again. Right, right, right. And I do it again. And I did it for years. Yeah, yeah. For years. Mm-hmm. And so my old man, my sin nature wasn't changing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, I say oversimplification because there can be a lot of different reasons right. why we might be doing that. Mm-hmm. But just to kind of help our listeners get a visual for that. Right, right. Very good. Very that's good. Yeah. what, what repentance isn't Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is to continue doing the same thing over and over again i think somebody said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing expecting different results Mm -hmm. yep 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 it doesn't work right 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 it doesn't work naturally it doesn't work spiritually it just doesn't work yeah so we know that there has to be a change so when you think of repent or repentance it just simply means to change reverse direction yeah you know and this keeps coming back to me real quick before we Mm -hmm. move on there must be a listener or listeners out there that are challenged with doing this. It's like, you know, you can go to somebody and not treat them good over and oh, yeah. over and over again. But then you come back and you ask forgiveness, you know. And then at first they're going to begin to always forgive you because they care about you, they like you, whatever it is. But as long as you continue in that habit of verbally abusing them, it's going to get old. Until yep. where they're, you're like, I'm done. I keep forgiving you, but you haven't changed. You haven't repented. So they're going to move on from that relationship with you, and they're going to break that relationship. So if this is for anybody out there, and I believe that it is, if you keep hurting somebody over and over again with your words and your actions, you need to break that habit because they're about ready to kick you out of their life. Right. And you got saying, say that again. They're about ready to kick you out of their life if you don't change your sin nature, your old man, and your habit of abusing them verbally. Wow. Yeah. Strong word. Mm-hmm. It's we, not me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, turn the mic off. <laughs> we'll have a session later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too good. <laughs> okay, well, we're moving along here. We've got a couple more. And the next one that we're going to talk about is Revelation, which we've you know said that a few different mm-hmm. times already. And so Revelation is just new insight, yep. clarity on a certain situation, or questions being answered for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the one thing to keep in mind, too, is that all of that comes supernaturally. Yeah, 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 yeah. It comes directly from mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. You can think of, if we break that word down, Revelation... To its base word is revealed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very good. So it's revealed to us. Very good. Not because uh, we read it somewhere. I mean, it can be. It can come that way. Mm -hmm. But it's not simply because we read it somewhere. Right, right, It's because God is revealing it. It's Mm -hmm. almost like... Like we're, we've got our eyes closed and he's opening them yeah, to something very good, new, very good. to that new way of thinking or that new 
um, understanding mm-hmm. or a deeper understanding yeah. about something. Yeah. So that's what we talk about revelation. We want revelation because we want new things revealed mm-hmm. to us. We mm-hmm. want to be able to see new things or deeper things of God. So yeah. you'll hear Christians very often talking about revelation. God, give us revelation, bring revelation, mm-hmm. because we're always wanting to know more. Right. When right, you've right. tasted a little bit of God, a little bit isn't enough mm-hmm. anymore. That's right. You want more. That's you right. want more of what he has to give you. Yeah. You want more of him. You want more of that relationship. Mm-hmm. So revelation is huge. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't even have anything to say on that. Whoa. I just thought, dang, that's, that's pretty good. I was going to say, that's like... <laughs> that's a first. Wow, yeah. that must have been an anointing. The anointing, just yeah. that supernatural ability yeah, I came will, on me. I will say one thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. you, yeah. I love how you put in there, you know, it's it's the reveal. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was huge, so I really, really like that. Why? Praise God. <laughs> I like it too. I'm blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, the last couple that we're going to talk about, we're going to kind of throw them together. And that is stronghold and strong man. And you'll hear Christians talk about that. Um, I hear it a lot in songs. You mm-hmm. know? I actually heard it on the way over here. Stronghold's still being broken. Mm-hmm. We'll yep, yep. that song again. Uh-huh. Um, and talking about the strong man. Yeah. Binding the strong man. Mm-hmm. And that's in scripture as well. And, of course, stronghold is in Scripture also, which is, you know, why we use that term. But mm-hmm. So do you want to elaborate on those? Because I've done a lot of talking. Yeah. Or do you have, like, you want to read what they oh, say? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. yeah I should do that. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just totally lost in my own thing here. Um, stronghold, unseen obstacles that are holding you back from your destiny. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. I really like that. Yeah. Um, and then strong man, something opposing you or holding you back. I think that's good too. Something or someone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be someone in our lives that's holding us back. Yeah. So, yeah. but um, also applies to the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like you know, uh, I, the Bible talks about it. Um, how if it's if a uh, somebody broke into your home, mm-hmm. you got to yes. bind the strong man. You yes. know what I'm saying? So it's like if the enemy, you know, we'll talk about the spiritual realm. You know, and another name for strong man would be the powers of darkness. Mm-hmm. So when the powers of darkness try to get into my life as the strong man, you know, I have to bind them. It would right. be like, you know, think of, you know, putting handcuffs on somebody. Or tying them or up. Or tying them up. Gagging said, them. Gagging them, that's right. Ooh, you know, yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you like it now, listeners? She's feeling tough, you know? So it's like, you know, I don't want any any strong man to be holding me back from my destiny. Right. You know, and a strong man goes hand in hand with a stronghold. You know, it's like the strong man has to get past a stronghold because a stronghold is an obstacle. Right. You know, so the strong man, the, the, um, it's just like if I, I want to do the opposite of my life. You think of a stronghold as a fortress, you know, an obstacle. So I want to have a godly fortress around my life right. so no strong man can get past my fortress. No, he can't come in and try to hold me back from my destiny. But if like the powers of darkness also have a fortress, also have a stronghold, is uh, let me back up. So my godly stronghold, my godly fortress is put in place to hold back the strong men, the powers of darkness. Right. I'm holding back the powers of darkness through Jesus Christ. But then the powers of darkness will try to resurrect their own stronghold to hold back, you know, the good things from heaven, to hold back angels from trying to help me, to hold back, you know, the blessings that God wants to send me. So the enemy is always, the powers of darkness are always trying to erect a stronghold in your life so that way it'll hold back the blessings of God and this stronghold actually helps the strong man get in. Right. I'm hoping that's making sense. You need to mm-hmm. you need to know what type of stronghold do I have in my life because a stronghold could be a good thing when it's sent by God. A godly stronghold is holding back the strong man, the powers of darkness. A ungodly stronghold that's built by the powers of darkness is holding back the blessings and angelic help from God, and it's allowing the powers of darkness, strong men, to get in your life. Right. I was thinking of, like, instead of thinking in terms of a stronghold built by God, you can think of a protective shield. Oh, yeah. Very good. Because I was thinking about in Scripture when it talks about the armor of God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's all kinds of things that we're supposed to put on to protect ourselves. Yes. Uh To protect ourselves spiritually. And if you went into battle, Mm -hmm. you would also... 
um, dress appropriately to That's protect right. your physical body. That's right. So, and the enemy is a copycat. Mm -hmm. He's Very not good. a creator. He doesn't yeah. come up with anything on his own. Right. He's always copycatting God. So if God's going to provide a shield and protection for us against the enemy, then the enemy's looking to create a shield or protection to prevent God from getting That's in. That's right. Very good. So if you are donning, you're putting on the enemy's shield, you're putting on the enemy's armor, you're putting on his helmet, his boots, mm -hmm. then all of that creates a barrier and it prevents God from getting Very in. Good. And he does that through hurts. He mm -hmm. does that through wounds. Yep. He does that through feelings of rejection, mm -hmm. through self-hatred. I mean, and the list goes on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Anything negative that you can think of is the enemy trying to work in your life to create that barrier between you and God, yeah. you and anything good, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's good. Good That's relationships, good. financial blessing, any of that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. He is trying to get you isolated so that he can destroy you. That's right. That's, That's right. his goal. That's, That's his plan, plan and his purpose. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very so, good. Yeah, Very I thought good. that was really good. Mm -hmm. So stronghold, not generally a good thing, unless we're talking about the... The protective shield of uh -huh. God, right, 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 being a stronghold or being a barrier uh -huh. against the enemy, and strong man. We definitely don't want to let the strong man in. Somebody who's you think of this big beefy guy coming in and strong arming you, right, right, right. right the right, strong right. man's going to strong arm mm -hmm. you. He's going to take you down, and so we don't want that. Right, right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our list. And hopefully our listeners have a much better understanding of some mm -hmm. of these Christianese terms yes, right, and we've clarified right. things for them. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm going to uh, just reiterate that resource. It is Doug Addison and the book is No More Christianese. It's actually a booklet and I'm thinking you can get it extremely inexpensively yeah, yeah. on Amazon or on Doug Addison's website. Mm -hmm. I believe that's In Light Connection. So you can search that out. It's just a wonderful tool, wonderful resource, especially for those who are doing any kind of street ministry or ministering to the new age or really any any people group that hasn't had a lot of interaction with mm -hmm. Christians or with the church. It's just a wonderful tool yeah, to, to give you different words to be able to use so that you can relate and they can relate mm -hmm. and you can have a conversation and that barrier or that yeah. stronghold yeah, doesn't good. go up preventing you from shining the light of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Any last thoughts? Nope. I think you summed it up very, very well. I have to say I've really enjoyed this podcast. I have too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been awesome. We've had some laughter mm -hmm. like we usually do. <laughs> and it's been great. Yeah, laughter is a habit. <laughs> <laughs> and a good one. Yes, that's yes. right. That's right. Yes. Yes. And hopefully our listeners have laughed with us and mm -hmm. enjoyed some joy Amen. throughout this podcast. So uh, make sure that you check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Follow, like, and share. Uh, email us any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have at chickstable at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us. We're clucking out. And remember that God's words bring clarity.